You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Tales from the Bar Side. I'm Remy Smith. I'm Lauren Walker. Hey, and we're here to talk all things professional bartending. This is uh, our third episode, and I'm super excited about where it's been going and where it's heading so far. Same. We're going to talk about some really cool stuff tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about good shoes. <laughs> it's super important, people. Trust me. And um, also, the, like the fact that a lot of people uh, think that this is just a stopover job. It's only a job for college kids, or it's only a job for people who uh, are moving on to bigger and better things somewhere down the line. Maybe you're going to school now, or hey, what are you studying? You're a bartender. You must be going to school, right? To to get a a real a job, real job. A, a you're on your way to job. a big girl and job, now, big boy um, job. We're going to talk about the fact that this is a profession for a lot of people, and it's a profession for us, and we. We take pride in it and we take pleasure in it. We love what we do. So we're going to get into that. We're going to tell some stories of some cool professional bartenders that we know. Yeah. We might have uh, a funny story or two to throw in there and yeah. some jokes. So, yeah, let's kick it off. Um, definitely it's super important to have good, comfortable arch support shoes, something that you can stand in for 10 to 12 hours Agreed. and not be in pain. I'm, I thought I had a good pair. I bought a new pair for my new job that I just started. And it's one of those one, those jobs where I'm, I'm pulling 10 hour shifts and 12 hour shifts and stuff. And my heel is starting to hurt on one side. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. they're comfy. They're nice and squishy. They got the memory foam inside and stuff, but they're, they're not giving me enough arch support. Definitely, because I hear that my feet are hurting. I, well, like at the like, place that I work at, we don't even have mats behind the bar. It's the worst. It's like all concrete, oh. and so by the end of your shift, even though I do like six hour, seven hour shifts, uh, my legs, like my knees, specifically hurt. Yeah, and it's like really bad. I feel like I've been locking my knees I'm all a night long. Freak for the mats. So we've got plenty of mats at my place. Um, but people don't set them out correctly, and they don't set out enough of them. It's like. Why? I just put one like in front of the well. Yeah. God. So, so I'm running around. The first thing I do when I get into my shift and I always show up early is slap on a pair of rubber gloves and go back to the garage area where we keep all the mats and adjust and fix. And wherever I'm working, I'm going to have mats. Oh, yeah. Because that little bit of rubber makes a huge difference. It really does. Standing on concrete. It really does. Huge difference. Especially when like you feel like your feet are completely flat by the time you get home, you know? Yep. You just don't have enough arch support. And like a lot of people get insoles and stuff. I actually want to know what insoles people get. So there's a pair. There's a kind that you can buy at – I think they've got them at most CVSs or Myers or any kind of big store like that. Any place that's got a – Pharmacy has them, and they're like 50 bucks. But what you do is you stand on this little machine in your stocking feet, and you just kind of stand there, and it it measures the weight distribution perfectly oh. and tells you which kind – because there's like several different kinds that you yeah. can get. So you need to get – you know, oh, for your arches, you need L4 or R7 or what – I forget what it is. Right. But, so they're like 50 bucks. They're super expensive, but you stick them in, and it's supposed to be like butter. I've never done it, and I think I'm I want about to. to. I yeah, think I so. think I will too. Yeah. It's worth investing in your feet, people. Professional bartenders, if you're just getting into the industry or if you're, you know, just working a job or whatever, 
Um, don't feel like you're only going to be there for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. You could end up being in this industry for a really long time. You can't spend enough on your shoes. You can never spend too much money on good shoes or tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you, <laughs> you get know, what you pay for you get either what way. You pay for. Exactly. Um, but no, I can't agree enough with that. <laughs> how many times in your career have you had somebody do that to you? Pull the, you know, oh, so, you know, what are you studying in school to move on All the from time. here? All the time. I think, at least once a week, somebody will ask me what my end goal is. Yeah. Like, where do you go after this? Right. And, you know, one of the major things that people say to me often, especially being a female bartender, is your looks only last so long. Oh, and what that's a rude it's so insulting it because I'm like, first of all, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like, I do this because I love it. I have a passion for it. I enjoy making drinks for people. I enjoy having people sit at my bar and talking to them, making friends and customers and regulars. And don't forget, you're good at it. And, and I'm good at it. Right, it takes exactly. us talent. Not it's everyone a, can be no, a bartender no, or not. a server in general. Not everybody's cut out for the service industry. No. And that's fine. And it's not a knock against people who aren't. Right. It's just saying that like when you meet somebody who's really good at being a bartender, don't insult them by assuming that they're, you know, studying to be some astrophysicist. Like right. that's the main goal and this is just to pay the bills or whatever. Like some of us take this job so seriously and are so good at it that you can make a living at it. You can yeah. make a career. It can be out very lucrative if Absolutely. you play your cards right, if you do everything properly and if you're at the right place well yeah absolutely and so we were going to talk about that too and that's the fact of like okay sometimes you make good tips sometimes you make bad tips but it always fluctuates so you never know exactly how much you're making you can never really set up until you've worked at a place for a little while and you can pretty much gauge like how much you're gonna make but like it fluctuates so much you can't really do a great budget yeah. Because not a budget like somebody who makes a salary. Exactly. And brings home whatever. It's not a specific amount of money that I'm going to make. Exactly. It, there's a lot of factors. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's horrible. Right. Like there's a lot of change. You get, you know, you lose a job, you gain a job, you move to a job. It can be slammed one night job. and slow the next. And you never know. It's always about the fickle public. Like what's going on? Is there an event? Are people, you know, hanging out? Are you working at a place that's consistently busy? Are are you consistently getting those good shifts and stuff? And so it begs the question, you know, does does this industry need to be unionized or does it need to – do we need to change the rules of how we get paid so that it's it's more fair? The people who are making great money would say no because yeah. it will take away from the ones that are making the great money. And well, a lot of that has to do with where you live yeah. and what the clientele is that mm -hmm. comes to the place that you are working at. You know, if you if if I was living in New York, I would expect that I'll probably make considerably more money. Sure, and than how I much, make in Detroit. But how much would your rent be? <laughs> but how much would your rent be exactly. exactly? Or are you living across? You know, are you living in New Jersey and coming into the city? Right. And you know, a lot of people do that, and that's fine too. No, no matter what you do, but yeah, it seems like if you're working at a higher end place and you want to be close to work. You might make more money, but you're going to pay more for all of your goods and services that you exactly. need. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough question. It's, it's a weird one. What I've found my beliefs on it are if, if whether it's a mom and pop establishment that's owned privately or a big corporation, somebody at the top is making big bucks. You should take care of your people. Right. 
Absolutely. Meaning don't go, oh, well, I'm only paying you three bucks an hour because I that's all I have to and you're making plenty of tips. Like, no. If you've got good people, there's no reason why like any other job you shouldn't get a raise to keep right. that person happy, to keep them, you know, hey, how's your money? Check in with them. See how much they're like, are you struggling? Are you making enough money here? Are you happy here? Do you like it? And there's you so know? many life factors yeah, that but can it seems change like, in that. Have you ever gotten a raise at a bar? I don't think so. No. Well, well, you know what? Yeah, I, maybe one or two. I but. did at one, but the only reason why was because I went from just bartender to head bartender. So yeah, you so know, and had, I think it was like a two dollar raise or something. But, you know, two bucks an hour. Two bucks an hour. That's yeah. a big deal. That's I mean, a that big put raise. me up to like five bucks an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, in in the regular business world, you know, two bucks an hour is a good raise right. for sure. In any job, that's a good raise. But again, it's that's somebody who's appreciating your service, is appreciating the good job that you do for them. I'm pretty sure all of my checks were still void. <laughs> But then you're getting more back on your taxes right. at the end of the year. Exactly. So again, the money is going somewhere. But I've worked at places where I know for a fact that they were making a killing and they paid us bare minimum. And it's like you could afford to pay all your bartenders seven, eight bucks an hour plus tips and where we would get a little paycheck. That extra, right. That extra hundred bucks a week, if you get a paycheck, that's a hundred bucks every week. Comes in handy because that's money that you can count on. So if you have a good week, bad week, doesn't matter. You can count on like, well, I've got a hundred dollars coming. On Friday. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can set, I can always set that aside for some kind of bill or some kind of thing like that. I personally, if I owned a bar and I was very successful and was doing well and, you know, not worrying about money, I would take care of my good bar staff. I would take care of my good yeah. waiters and waitresses. Keep them coming in. I would take care of my cooks. I would make sure that the people that were working for me, making me all this money. <laughs> right. Were not struggling, you know. Well, there's a lot of turnover at bars, and I think that that might be part of the problem is just that, you know, when it comes to – I've worked at bars where there's a high turnover, and I've also worked at bars where people are there forever, yep. you know? Yep. Like I worked at one where like I think one of the people that's been there the longest is finally going – is finally like leaving, and she's been there for like 16 years or something, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, she found a good spot right. and was it, a pro it. was at lucrative. It. She made great money. Exactly. She had a huge following, yeah, especially when you've been years. there for so long yep. and everything. You know, you've been through the – the bar through all of their changes, mm -hmm. all of the times that they've gone through renovations and everything, and you keep those customers coming in. I don't think that she would have stayed there if the money had fluctuated so much that she wasn't making good money anymore. Yeah, exactly. You need to be at a place where it's steady enough to where you're you're not having a, a ton of bad shifts yeah. every week where, you know, all your shifts are, are good or lucrative or, you know, it it comes down to the balance of is it worth it? You know, right. the, the amount of work I'm putting in to the amount of money that I'm If I make out. so much money on Saturday, then it's totally okay that on Thursday I didn't make so much. Yeah. You know? Yep. So it's like you're you're going to – sometimes you have to take the bad shifts in order to have the really good shifts. Yep. And, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And be willing to to suck it up and take one for the team every once in a while. That's part Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. But yeah, it's it's a tough it's a very tough question because America is, you know, all our service industry runs on tips. That's it's expected of the customers. Everybody knows it. So to change that now after it's been ingrained in society for so long would be kind of weird to do. I think it really just comes down to, you know, finding your spot. If you're if you're going to be in this for the long haul, if you want to be a professional bartender, then you got to find your spot to where you're comfortable. You know that you can count on basically this much every week, this much every year, you know, and, and get yourself be aware into a that. Groove. 
70 to 80% of your income is going to be tips. Yep. So, you know, you have to kind of play the game. And if people are going to be relying on tips for income, then mm-hmm. you have to like be at your tables and make sure that you're getting everyone the drinks that they need and everything. Well, and you brought up a fun point before we got started here, and that was about somebody who posted about a terrible tip that they got. Now, it was shockingly bad. It was very bad. And I'm I'm not one who would ever post anything like that. Same. Um, it's just not in my nature to do it. If I get a terrible tip off a huge bill – it's just the luck. It's just the breaks sometimes. And I've, I've, it's happened to me plenty of times. I don't complain about it. I don't cry about it. I don't run it to is my, what it is. yeah, I don't run to my coworkers and go look at this. You know, I was just watching waiting the other day. Yeah. Classic <laughs> service. Movie. Everybody does yeah. because the characters are so perfect. There's was, somebody like that at the, any place you've ever at worked all at. Of them. The Maybe not every single one of those people is at every place, no, but, but there's one of them at least. If you do this long enough, you're going to meet all those characters. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. You know, the shy guy who's like always too nice to the girls and takes them out on dates and never gets anywhere with them because he's so <laughs> sweet and nice. He's such a pushover, but he's also like nervous and unsure of himself and like, is everything okay? And, like the girls just <laughs> hate that. And then there's like the real smooth, slick talking, good looking guy who, you know, just like gets all the girls. And then, oh, my favorite is the, the mean, mad girl who's just like raging pissed <laughs> off. Like volcano blowing up at everybody <laughs> and everybody knows somebody like that. Well, but you know, that that person, I know I've known so many like that. It's it's a it's a very volatile, dangerous thing to do. It's a stressful, hard job. And if you let it get to you like that, where you're like shaking with rage, <laughs> like you probably need to move on to a different industry. Seriously. Maybe it's not for you. You should not be in this industry if you're going to like let people get to you that bad. Yeah. Somebody the other night, a, a bartender got all pissed off because he just automatically put a lime on a beer and the guy took it and threw it across the bar. And it was a rude gesture. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Definitely a rude gesture, and it's frowned upon. But you just kind of roll your eyes and move on. Exactly. But he, you know, he came and told us, and started getting bent out of shape. I was like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. I'm like, you can't teach manners to every customer that comes in here. It's not our job, right? You're not supposed. You're also to talking teach to people manners. that are drunk. Or even if they're not, but yeah, like you well, have to okay. take that into consideration. For me, Sometimes I work at a nightclub, so it's like when people do stuff like that, I'm like, you're wasted. For sure. Like, come on. Yeah, and that comes with the territory of being a bartender is right. you're going to deal with drunk people. Drunk people are not on their best behavior no. or using their best church Sunday manners, right? <laughs> if their mothers could see them, they'd probably be ashamed. A lot of times. I've been that customer. You yeah, know, I've same. done some obnoxious Yeah, I'm pretty things. sure that I've been the girl Absolutely. that doesn't know what I want to drink Absolutely. when they get to me. <laughs> or just done something like really Turn around flippant. to all my friends. What are you drinking? Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, what do you want? Okay, and then I want this. And, and then what do you want? And then I want this. And then what do you want? And then I want this. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Figure it out. <laughs> and then come at me with all the drinks I want. I at least don't. I don't like have my group of friends if they're like, I want a Washington apple and then somebody else wants a green tea. I'm just oh, like, shots. we're getting five fucking Washington apples. Right. Make up That's your mind. Figure it, it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're it is, not you know, doing a whole bunch at of a busy, shots. As a busy nightclub, it's, it's definitely a dick move to make the bartender make four separate different shots. But you know what? 
you're the paying customer. If exactly. that's really what you want, it's not my job to roll my eyes and be a snotty bartender about it exactly. either. It's my job to make the fucking drinks. And so I do. I do. And exactly. but, so that's why I told this bartender, I was like, listen, man, calm down, relax. You're going to let this one person who did something rude in the moment bring you down and bring everybody else down? No. I'm like, be positive, be happy. Like, bring yourself up. Don't let this person get to you. It's not your job to teach him. He's like, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. I can see the wheels turning, and I just flipped his attitude right around <laughs> for him. That's it's it's really why I love. Sometimes this you industry. have to do that. I'm one of those guys who's just like a beacon of positivity, a ray of fucking sunshine in the bar industry. I have I've my been moments. Described to be bubbly, but yeah, like I do it because I love it, and I'm and I'm about like let's bring each other up, let's have a good time. We're the party people. Hey, how you doing tonight? What brings you in here? Why are you? Oh, you're from out of town. Cool. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's. Have a moment. Let's make a connection and stuff like that because that is what keeps people coming back. That's I've definitely what people had love bartender friends that like as soon as something happens, they yeah. just are scowling the yep. rest of the night. Yeah. It's like, come on. Just – you have to like just move past it. You, you know, it sucked. That you. moment sucked. Like, yes, this person was screaming at you or yes, this person was flailing around and being belligerent. But – just get beyond it and continue on with your night. You can't let it decide how you're going to feel for the rest of the no, night. No, because your energy like is going to bring everybody else down too. They can read that. People can totally understand that. Your coworkers. We need to remake that Jay Z song. Go and brush your shoulders off. <laughs> you know, and make it about bartending. Just about bartending. Go yes. and brush your shoulders off. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what I think about all the time. Like somebody pisses me off in a moment. Like I do that kind of like I turn. I don't look at him and I smirk real hard to myself. I'm like suck it up. Ah, all right, cool. Like we got this. One of my favorite things that anyone has ever actually put on like under the tip line was they put a $10 tip, which was actually really good because I think that it was only like $10 what they got. So okay. whatever. They yeah, still well, tip me really tip. well. Right. But they wrote, I'd rather shit myself to death than ever come here again. <laughs> that's that's harsh. It cracked me up so much, though. I was like, I can't even be mad about that. Like, it's so funny. Like, they still made sure that they took care of me. They were cool. Like, not a big deal. But – and then you just write this extra little quip down there like, I'd rather shit myself to death. I had a guy one time. This is a great story. This this younger kid. I, I say kid because I'm almost 45, right? Uh-huh. So he's in his 20s. He's not a kid anymore. He's an adult. But to me, he's a young guy. So anyways, he, he wants to – he wanted to charge his phone on a Saturday night at a nightclub. Come on. And he asked me. And I, and I just kind of like shook my head and like in a good-natured laugh was like, no, man. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Yeah. And I said just like – I was like – It's a liability. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. No, I can't do that. And he, he, he kind of got offended and whatever. I was like, so what are you having? You know, because I'm busy. I'm like, five right. people do. But like, what, what can I get for you to drink? And he's hemming and hawing for a second. And I'm like, okay. Like I'm keeping my cool, not losing my patience with him. And he he wants to order something. I'm like, I, I'm sorry, we don't have that kind of beer. You know, something else. What do you got? And I'm like, uh, you know, the beers are all here, right in the cooler. You can see them. You can see them. You know, I'm not going to run yep. down my list of beers. And he gets a Bud Light. I'm like, of course. Like, so here you go. <laughs> so I give him the Bud Light. He cashes out on the credit card and writes on the tip line, like something really smart ass, like no need to be a douche. Or I, I don't know what he said, but it was something really smug. And so I looked at it and I read it and I smiled at it. I was like, ah. And he gave me this like, yeah, I really showed you. And I was like, yeah. And so I snapped my fingers and raised my hand and the the bouncer who's like 10 feet away, <laughs> I'm like, this guy, he's done. <laughs> and threw him out. And I smiled okay, and I smiled and waved at him and gave him a thumbs up and it was like, dude. 
I, I wasn't going to make any big deal about it. Yeah. But I you, wasn't even going to be an asshole. But, you, but then you, you were acted an asshole. like a smug little jerk right. to me. You don't you don't have the right to be in here. You don't nobody owes you anything. And I can kick you out for any reason I want to. The bartender has that power. Right. You know, you're too drunk. You're too lippy. You're going to start a fight. You're acting like it doesn't matter. I don't even need a reason. And I'm so cool with all the bouncers at this place that it was just like hey this guy gotta go and he's like you gotta go man why because the bartender said so bye right like and no questions they don't even ask anymore yeah it's like all the places i work at like the the bouncers are always like we're on your side until there's a reason for us not to be on your side so you know he might have thought he was being cute and smug by writing a little joke on the thing and then acting like a cheese ball about it but you know he he gets that and he gets to come back at some later date that's fine but Folks, be nice to your bartenders. Yeah, right? we, we all are we experiencing life. Definitely have a little bit of power over you. Oh, we yeah. Can, we can cut you off. I saw like a thing on Facebook one time where it was like, I think it said, the customer is always right, but the bartender decides who's a customer. Yeah. And that is so true. I love that. I, I love it, too, because I'm Beautiful. just like, I, I do get to decide. You you don't get to like come right. into my bar. This is my house. Mm-hmm. And I am serving you and I am I'm giving you a service and I'm being cool and nice. And if I'm smiling at you, everything is great. And then you decide to be a dick, then I can be a dick, too. Yep. But it also that kind of power comes with good responsibility. If you're sure. if you're a bartender worth their salt, you're not going to abuse that power and and be a jerk to somebody for no reason. Mm-mm. No. Um, my job is to make sure that you're all having a good time. Exactly. And I take it seriously and I want you to have a good time. If you come at me with some bullshit, <laughs> then nobody's going to have a good time and we'll deal with that situation how we deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But please um, don't ever think that I'm just going to be rude to you for no reason just because, you know, I don't like the way you look or no. I don't care how you look. I don't, you know, I really don't care how you act towards me. Right. I blow it off. Like, you want to act like a jerk? Cool. Serve your drink and move on to the next person. Have a nice day. I used to work as a bottle service girl for a while. And, you know, I've had, like, my fair share of, like, guys touching me Mm -hmm. or grabbing at me and stuff. Like, whatever. I always know how to handle those situations. I tell them, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, there was this one time that this guy came in and he had – Probably like three bottles of Grey Goose, but he also had a group of probably like, you know, 15 people or something. So whatever. Um, And I went over to swap out the bottle because he had ordered another one and he thought that I was a random girl taking the bottle to try and like pour a drink. And he went to go like attack me. Like he pulled his fist back like he was going to hit me. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm I'm just here to swap out your bottle. Like oh. I was checking to see if you guys no. had any left, and yeah, like I had wow. to like get a security guard down to like get this guy off of me because he was seriously trying to like hit me. Easy, bro. It's like, come on, guys. Like That's at the end of the day, like the kind of person who should not be going out and getting bottle question. service, right? Yeah. yeah, you could just ask me like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'll be like, "Oh, I'm your bottle service girl." He should have known because I was over at his bottle. Like it wasn't the first time you met him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, like three bottles deep. So like, okay, cool. That's but what it was. He probably had too much for real. But still, what an ugly, oh, what an ugly way to be. What an ugly kind I know. of attitude I'm like, to I have. Just, I don't. Your understand first instinct why. is to hit a hit a pretty hit, girl. Yeah, hit a girl. 
Like the, even if she was ugly, anybody, I should have yeah, like, said that. Like a pretty girl, an ugly girl. <laughs> hit a pretty hit girl, a girl. Hit a, hit hit a dude. Girl. It doesn't yeah, matter. Anybody, just like, bro, like, get off my bottle. That's just say, hey, what are you doing? And violent. I would have been like, I'm over here to swap out this bottle. That's all, you know. <sighs> but some people just go straight to violence, and it's if you're going to do that, then yes, I am going to call a security guard yeah. and have you kicked out Please. like immediately for sure. And you you're going to pay a tip on that. Yeah, I'm going to put autograt on, on that. <laughs> That's good stuff. Honestly, the only times I've ever been out with people that did bottle service, it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. The, yeah. the first time I went to Vegas, um, there was a there was a party at a really cool nightclub. Um, it was at the Bellagio, like overlooking the fountains and stuff. I was like, "Whoa, oh, this yes. is!" I'm like, "I'm blown away." I don't. Even, I'm so lame. I don't remember the name of the club. I probably should know. <laughs> Everybody in Vegas is like, "Oh my god, this guy is such a newbie. He doesn't even know." <laughs> Whatever. I had a great time, but we're all we're all you know dressed up, wearing sport coats, we're looking good, we got, right. you know, like so we get the we get a. a private little booth in front of the DJ and bottle service and, you know, hanging out in school. I'm like, all right, these guys got some money. We're having fun. We know the DJ. That's totally cool, right? So I'm like, I'm out dancing and having a good time and getting drinks on, meet a couple of girls. And I go to my friends, like, it's all right. That, yeah, absolutely bring these ladies in here to have some of, of our bottle service drinks. You know, yeah. it's all generosity. It was, was the whole point of doing bottle service. Like if you're going to go big like that and do bottle service, it's you don't care who's drinking out of your bottle. Exactly. Is it everybody having a good time in my little circle here? I, do I know you? Doesn't matter. You know, like you're having <laughs> a fun time. Cool. Come on, bro. Have a drink with us. Like, right. That's what it should be about. So that was a great experience. I had a I had a wonderful time. I got really drunk that night. The only time I think that I had bottle service that wasn't good was I went to this bar and our bottle service girl started getting really drunk. Yeah. That and happens. then she started coming around. I thought she was gonna clear our area. Uh-huh. But really she just started going around and like finishing like half drinks. <laughs> Oh, that's I was a bad like, hey, girl, I don't think you should do that. Yeah, that's a <laughs> but bad okay. Enjoy. <laughs> You're not trying to keep this job. No, no, no. That's for sure. <laughs> don't drink somebody else's drink. What yeah, is please the- don't. Oh. And the, like, believe me, people do some weird stuff to those drinks that they leave there. Yeah. So don't it's ever. Dangerous. Please do not. <laughs> who knows what's in it? Yeah, you have no clue. That's somebody else's lips are on it. Who knows what they've got? Or- and I'm pretty sure that this was at the time that you could smoke inside of clubs and stuff. Too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, I wonder how. How many like ashes she was like drinking cigarette butt in the <laughs> bottom of it well that you know caddyshack the the teenage boy is like going around slurping down she all the drinks she didn't seem to care one bit no she was <laughs> i'm getting wasted she needs some therapy is what that girl needs I was like oh girl you need some That's therapy somebody's honey. spit cup somebody somebody <laughs> hurt you a long time ago and you need to process that pain Lay down on this couch real quick. Don't take another <laughs> drink. You just sit down on this couch. Just lay down. Oh, you poor thing. Wherever <laughs> Go she lay is, down. Wherever she is now, I truly hope that it worked out better for her. Than Me that. too. <laughs> That's a life lesson. I really wish I knew I have what never, her name was or something. I would totally like Facebook stalker and try and figure out who the fuck she is. I've but... never done that. If I'm in a bar and I'm and I'm drinking a drink Hell and I set it down no. and I pick up a drink and I and I'm like you can tell when it's not yours. I'm like, oh, As a gross. female, oh, gross. I do not pick up a drink that has been out of my sight for more than you like keep it in two your hand, seconds. Right? Yeah. And even then it's like I even saw this video of like this guy was like trying to prove a point on like how even if you're holding your drink or something, somebody if you're can... not paying attention, somebody can still slip yeah. you something. Yep. And I just I'm like I'm so like put my hand over it or I put you know what I mean like I walk around with like my hand over my You should drink. get a sippy cup. 
and just I bring should a, get a sippy, sippy cup. cup to you know what? Bar. I wouldn't even say no to that. It would I would be totally super do cute, it. You know, You're like, I just want like a personalized yeah. sippy cup. Sippy cup, like just nobody's say PQ prom queen. Yeah, no, That's all I am. Nobody's nobody's <laughs> drugging my drink. You know, <laughs> with the two little handles on the side. Spill proof. Yeah. It's got the little rubber coating on it, so it bounces <laughs> if it falls. <laughs> I could see you in the bar with a sippy cup. That I would so do that. I I don't give a fuck what anybody no. thinks. I would so do that. Thank you. So many people these days just care too much about what other people think of them. People walk around with goblets and whatever. shit. Like I don't give a fuck. Exactly. I will seriously use a sippy cup. In fact, I demand a sippy cup. Yeah, all right. Somebody <laughs> Christmas is around the yeah. corner. <laughs> Somebody get me like a Pink plated. We're gonna make that happen. Sippy cup. We're gonna make that ha- happen. Lauren needs a sippy cup, y'all, for going out. Just for going out on special. My occasions. drinking cup. My drinking cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna drug me tonight. <laughs> it's dangerous out there, y'all. Like, be careful. But watch out for your drinks and stuff. But no, I've I, I've definitely grabbed a beer one time or five, you know, in my life at a bar, and I took a sip, and I'm immediately like, nope, that wasn't mine. Gross, oh, gross, yeah. gross, 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 yuck. Like, uh, oh yeah, like you know, I have you done just that. Feel weird. I don't know who's drinking out this, and for her to just walk around and oh, and she was just grabbing anything just and just she like sucking just it down. Yeah, I was like, she's done. She's <laughs> Bad news bears. And again, that's the point is with alcohol, there's going to be bad behavior. There's going to be rudeness. Sure. There's going to be ignorance. There's fights. Be, you see fights mm-hmm. all the time. I've seen some brawls. I've seen Have some, you? Oh, yeah. Some nasty What kind of ones. brawls? Just, you know, where five or ten guys like chairs start getting thrown and bottles really? are broken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the first bar that I really hung out with at um, <clears throat> before I was of age, you know, it was like my friends were all in their late 20s. And I was 1920. And so I could hang out with them and they had been going to these bars for plenty of years. And so no one questioned. Nobody questioned. There's nobody at the door. He's with me. Totally cool. But we were in a bar one night and a fight broke out and it was, you know, like this, a couple of bikers and then a couple of other guys and somebody got into it with somebody else. And the next thing I knew, like bar stools were flying across the room. <laughs> Tables where guys like getting slammed down onto tables, glasses getting smashed over face, like blood and punching and kicking. And I wasn't part of it because I didn't really have, you know, a horse in the race. I didn't really care. It had nothing to do with me and my friends. I just kind of got out of there as fast as I could. But yeah, it was, it was horrific. I did work at a bar that was in a basement. And they were trying to kick somebody out, so they have to carry them up the stairs, basically, right? So the guy's girlfriend had pepper spray and sprayed it down the stairs as they're leaving. So we basically had to evacuate the entire place. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Why would you spray pepper spray? Well, because it's a it's the ultimate middle finger move as you're getting For kicked real. out of place. The exactly. ultimate, like, but it like, wasn't even. He, if I it can't was have like a good girl, time, no, she was just like, can have a good time. yeah, just yeah. like sprayed everyone. Oh, it's a dick like, move. Oh, God, what a terrible <laughs> thing to do! And it of really course, is. it just like filled the entire room. Yep. And it's gonna and it's in the basement. It's gonna take a long time. To oh clear yeah, out, yeah. Know, I think that they opened up all the doors and everything, but it's like still all the doors lead to a a set of stairs that go up. You know, speaking like, of bars in the basement, yes. we were talking about a bartender who's legendary in the Detroit area that you and I both. Well, yes. you know him because you got to work with him. Lucky. I did. I did. But this man was my first bartender hero. 
So I was, I was newly 21 and I used to go to the shelter downtown Detroit, bottom of St. Andrew's Hall downstairs. And in the back where it's now a coat room, but they used to have a small bar in the back. And Dan Kelly Dan used to Kelly. work back there. DK. DK. Dude <laughs> is a legend. He had the cool – he had a zine that he used to put out. He used to publish. He'd make it. He'd go to like Kinko's or something and it was like poetry and photographs and bar recipes and jokes. And I was like, who is this guy? This is just the coolest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. The big hard news was a zine. I bought a T-shirt. I had a T-shirt for years that I wore, the big hard news <laughs> T-shirt. Like, so I worshipped this guy. I was like, this dude is so cool. That is so funny. It's fun. It's funny, but it's like he doesn't do it anymore. No, he You know, doesn't. he retired from bartending. He was older than I was, obviously, because he had been doing it for years. When I still see him I was sometimes 21. in passing. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how old is he? I'm not sure. I – but I'm not going to like try and guess me because I don't want to, you know, say. He seemed like a good seven or eight years older than me at 21. Right. You know, so I'd put yeah. him in, I'd put him in the 50s category now. Yeah. But dude was super cool. He was, you know, you could tell he was into good music. He yep. was into like some, some hard metal and He's some super cool athletic punk. and stuff too. Athletic. He used to, he had a, um, like a monkey bar, just a single bar on chains hanging from the ceiling. And he would like jump up and, and hang upside down by his knees from it and like dismount with a flip. <laughs> and this, and he would make, he was so he extra. Had, yeah. He had these, he had like containers. What, what are they called? You'd think after being in the industry for as long like as I've been. Yeah. The, but the plastic kind with like the little, oh, storm pours. Pour storm pours. Yeah. So he'd have like eight of those and they, and, and with these premixes. And they'd all have just like super cool names. Yeah, like, I remember like, one of his most famous ones at the place I worked at was Gray Matter. Gray Matter was yeah. was a good one, and I get I remember like Barbie Sex Juice. I think it was yeah. called. Yeah, Barbie <laughs> Sex Juice. It was I was so clever, and it was like, man, this guy really put a lot of thought and time and yeah. effort, and he was. And his drinks were amazing. They were delicious. He was personable. He was fast. He yeah. would, he would take care of you. And, and he had such the following too. Yes. He and had so many people that would come. Everybody to him. loved him because he had a light up like a neon light that said Dan K. Yep. And like everyone would just go to his bar. I remember like he did a so he used to work with me over uh, in Ann Arbor, and he ended up coming in for like. You know, like guest bartending yeah. shift, and he was like downstairs by himself, and like you know, he had his whole like setup and everything. He and could work a big bar. My by bar himself. was empty. He could work he would, a big yeah, bar he by could himself. Do everything by yeah. himself. He was so good. I I like wish that he would come out of retirement for like one day. Just, <laughs> and I should get a hold K of him party? and ask him to come I out. Think you should. We should have him on here. I think you should come on the podcast. Yeah, he should be That'd on the be podcast. I'm gonna message him. Well, Dan K, we're gushing about you, buddy. Yeah, we love you. And uh, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of other bartenders <laughs> listening to this right now who are like, I know exactly. Oh my god, who I know Dean K. <laughs> Somebody brought it up on Facebook a couple of weeks ago and was like, Hey, does anybody remember that guy that used to bartend at the shelter Fuck, who did yeah, the big hard news? And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember him. <laughs> I was all over that post, but um, no, it it was my first glimpse at somebody who was not just a bartender but a rock star bartender. A rock star, yeah. Exactly. And I've always strived to try and be like that. Now I've never come up with like I didn't want to copy his style and do the same things that he did. Sure. But I try and I try and serve my customers like that. You try and help as many people as possible, but giving good service to each one. You right. got to do it fast because people are, you know, it's busy and whatever, but you still give that personable service every time. If yeah. you're super busy and you're super aggravated, you're not really helping the bar that much. Yeah, you might be able to make drinks really fast and 
get people helped. But if they walk away going, man, that guy was a dick, it's yeah. not cool. It doesn't really help at all. No. If, if they're like, man, it was really busy, but like we got our drinks pretty quick and that guy was so nice or that girl was so nice, that leaves a good impression. Like I'm going to go back to that place. Yeah. Not only did they do it fast, but like I got – like. Got personable service. Like, I know that bartender's name. That guy is cool. Yeah. And you go back looking for that person. For sure. Making, we're trying to make memories. We're trying to make, yes, we're trying to make drinks. Yeah. You're going out to get drunk. Sometimes it's a Saturday night. Sometimes it's music that I don't like. (laughs) Sometimes it's a crowd that, like, I wouldn't hang out with. But yeah, you're all my friends. Right. You're paying my rent. You're paying exactly. my bills, man. <laughs> You're making sure I have a roof over my head. And, and not just that. It's, it's, it's a pride that I take in my job. It's, Absolutely. It's I want to be the best bartender I can be all the time. And when I slip up and I'm not the best bartender I can be, I'm bummed at myself. I'm like, darn yeah. it. You know, I could have done that better. I can tell when I have a bad day. For sure. You know, because I try to put everything from my day aside and I go into work with a whole new attitude. We try, you know? but we're human. But yeah, you're we only make human. Mistakes. Sometimes you're going to have really crappy things going on in your life. We're going to drop so the ball sometimes. We're going to try and be understanding up. that yeah. your bartender is also a human and is going through human things yeah. and, and experiencing life the same way that you are. To anybody not in the industry who's listening to this, like those are good words of advice. Like just be a little bit sympathetic. You know, but then again, if somebody's just a jerk bartender, well, you don't have to put up with that either. Right. You're a paying customer. There's damage. some people that that's their shtick. And I guess like if you are aware that that's their shtick, then like more power to you. Right. Go and like be with them. Let them do their entire thing to you. That's great. And we were talking about dive bars last week. Yeah, that's a dive good, bars. That's a good dive bar technique. Exactly. You know, like like a fuck, there's a like a woman you. back there that's just like, what am I getting you? You know? <laughs> what do you want? Hurry up. I ain't gone all day. <laughs> if you do, I find that if you do it with a sense of humor and, and like a wink and a nudge kind of sense of humor right. where it's like what the fuck do you want you know but you wink at them they're like oh i get it he's being funny you know i used to always say to people like what are we drinking mm-hmm. so whenever they would you know order something i'd be like oh so i'm having one too or whatever and like it was just a joke and some people would get like offended by that because they thought that i was trying to get like drinks or whatever but you know it's at the same time though i have people that are like oh that's so funny that you always like bring yourself into it like i'm part of the crowd you know so for sure, a well-timed dad joke I found. Oh yeah, because so, I've got Absolutely. a million Some of them. Finger guns. I, yeah, I get I get people <laughs> laughing all the time at the bar. It's you know that's part of my shtick is to be clever and funny and maybe tell a few good bar jokes or you know say something. You have to kind of read the situation because you can't joke with everybody. Right. Some people don't want it. You know. Some but people if, don't want to talk to you at all. No. Oh my god. It, the, you know. You ever wait on the person who you're like, hey buddy, how's it going? They're like, water. You're like, Whoa, oh, okay. Yes, you definitely need <laughs> here you water. you go. You can have this water right you here. You are yeah. grumpy. Well, alcohol is a depressant, so I get it, man. That's Sometimes true. you get in those feelings and you've and been drinking and you're like, up. I want some water and to stab somebody right in the face right now. <laughs> like, all right, man. We're going to go ahead and you know, just like chill it out and whatever. But don't take it personally. You know, it's like when you take it personally – and get your feelings all hurt and stuff like that. You're not doing a good job for the next person. Nah. Yeah. So good. Move along. Move along. Go cut some fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Make a drink that makes you happy. It I helps. love cutting fruit, actually. It honestly helps. I, I have been doing this for 15 years, and I've never cut myself cutting fruit. Never. Uh, never cut yourself cutting fruit? Not once. 
never I've never cut like myself. cut myself badly. Yeah. I've only like kind of no. grazed myself one time, and I was like, ah. But in reality, like yeah. it's all good. I take my time. I do it probably a little slower than some people, but still with plenty of speed. I've been doing it fifteen sure. years. I've cut plenty of fruit in my life, but I can cut it however you want it. And but it's it's all about just like precision and and doing like. A nice rhythm. Don't try and do it fa- too I fast. I hate when That's people when try and cut up. it like too thick or too thin. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it should There's... be like the width of like a bottle cap is like perfect for me. We should work together. We should open a bar together. Yeah, absolutely. Because seriously, that drives me nuts too. It's like, for real. I'm trying to make an old fashioned. I'll be like, why what am I supposed to do with this half a lemon right or here? Or I'm trying to make an old fashioned. Why is it an inch and a half to two? Why is it like two inches thick? Like yeah. that's too thick for an old fashioned. Sorry. Yeah, cut cut it totally a little bit it. smaller. Cut it a little bit thinner. <laughs> Can I just get something that actually fits into a bottle, please? Yeah, I promise this is not going to turn into a bitch fest podcast. <laughs> it's not. There's plenty of things that go wrong and are frustrating in our job, but we generally like it. But there's there's things that we can all strive to do better, and I yeah. think that's what what I'm talking about here. Is it's like a chef that goes to school and becomes like a top chef or a master chef or works at something. They take pride in their work. They make sure that it's done the right way every time. Everything is is the same. A right way to cut fruit. Don't just do it because it needs to be done. Don't just fly through it and whatever. Take your time and make sure that each one is pretty evenly. It's not hard. No. It's not hard to learn how to do it the right way and make it like not too thin, not too thick, just the right size or whatever. Oh my God. Somebody did not take the stickers off the fruit oh before my God. cutting it. There's nothing worse than that. Why? Like, Why would you do that? How lazy. Or like cut up a, a lime that's got like the brown skin on it. What are you doing? Come on. Nobody wants that in their drink. Do you want that in your drink? Right. I don't want that in my drink. Throw it away. No, I would never it's want that in It's a piece of drink. lime. If, or if you how give me like limes or lemons that were cut Four days ago, like the lemons no, no. always go super squishy. Do you know what? Do you know what the shelf life on cut fruit is? Eighteen hours. I was about to say eighteen um, hours. It's not a full day. It that's is not. for sure. You do not reserve fruit. You don't save it. I know, but Please I don't. know people that do. I do and too. We've all worked at those places. Oh yes, slimy fruit. Slimy Please fruit no. is the grossest thing ever. I don't want it is. I'm, I don't want that to touch anything. I'm so lucky right now. I I, I work at a place that that does it the right way. They're like eight, they're like eighteen hours, yo. And so we we cut we're cutting smaller pars. Don't waste it. You know we're cutting as much as we mm-hmm. need. At the end of the night, we want to throw away minimal. You know right. because that's wasteful and stuff. But dude, if you come across a brown one, throw it away. Just throw it away. If you come away. across a rotten lemon, those lemons they look beautiful on the outside, and then you cut it, and it's, it's like kind of brown on the and inside. like reddish. Throw it away. Nope. Nobody wants that nope. in their drink. Especially if you feel that it's like dry, or if it's starting to get mushy, or like if you're not going to put it in your own drink. Then don't put it in Please. the bar tub. I would much rather – like sometimes people will be like, do you want a, a lime? Because I drink Corona sometimes. So they'll yeah. be like, oh, you know, do you want a lime? And I'll look and I'm like, no. Nah, right. Yeah. Let I me don't. check your fruit first. Nope. Let me see I'd what's up there for not. I'm I'm not a fruit in any of my drinks or beers kind of guy. Unfortunately, because I, of working at bars, I'm not a fruit well, person. Well, I do like an old-fashioned, but I'll only get it at a place that I trust. Sure. For sure. You know, and I'm not, it's not like a go-to drink, you know, it's right. like, it's a once in a while kind of thing. And like, you like, know, I when you get stuff like that, it's usually at places where it's like craft bartending where is really fancy. their thing. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, that they took the time to make sure that those were fresh and 
cut properly. But and maintained. I've been to fancy places where you get bad fruit and it's you're like, whoa, hey, you've got all you put all this money into your big fancy restaurant. And what's my first impression? And then be lazy. What is my first impression? Your bad fruit. I'm like, come on. I'd people, prefer not to. Get it together. Right. I think the best owned bars are ones that are owned by people who have been in the industry. You have, if you've done the job. Absolutely. And then you own a place. You know the difference. You're you going to care a little bit between, more. Exactly. You care. You know what you want in, in your help. You know what you want in your customers. You know what you want in your employees. And you know how you want it set up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the way I would do it. Well, that actually kind of ties into what I was going to ask you about the tips thing where it's like, you know, there's this big debate on whether or not there should be tips or a living wage being paid, right? So one of the things I was going to ask you is how do you feel your service or like people that work in the service industry would be affected by if they were just getting like a flat rate, then do you think that their ability to serve people properly would go downhill? There's no like incentive to go back to a table. Yeah, no, I I th- I think there's a direct correlation to that to where, you know, when you're working for tips, you're really striving to do a good job so that you get a bigger tip. I agree. And that happened and that's why working in the areas that I've worked, I've always been the type of server and bartender that never judges anybody by how they look, talk, dress, act. I mean, like if you come in and you're drunk and belligerent or very obviously homeless, you know, there's laws against us letting you be in there and begging from the customers and sure, stuff like right. that's, that's beside the point. Soliciting but like, people. but, but I'm, you know, the, whatever kind of style you're rocking, I'm not judging you. Yeah. And that's, and that's 100% from the heart. And you shouldn't. 100% from the heart, like not judging you. Like my job is to make sure that you have a good time. Right. And so uh, however I can do that to the best of my ability is what I'm going to do. And what I've found is that uh, sometimes people are shocked that they weren't judged. They're like, oh, you're different from me and you're not judging me. Like how refreshing and cool. And here's a good tip. And, right. and I've been and I've been surprised. I've also had instances where I gave the best service possible and got stiffed on a tip. Yeah, you know? same. And it, you you cannot care about the individual tips that you get and survive very long in this. Right. I remember working at a place one time, and this girl it was like her first week, and she was. Um, she was all tattooed up and she was like, yeah, I work in the circus and I do like sword swallowing and fire eating and stuff. I was like, I was like, Oh wow. Cool, man. This is going to be great. Right. First night on the floor, she got stiffed and was crying. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you've done this before, right? One table. She got stiffed. Like it was $50 bill, $60 bill, whatever. And she was crying. And I'm like, Girl, you better pull it together. Yeah. You're going to. This gonna, is not going to be the first time. You're going to get stiffed. It's not going to be the last time. Don't even look at it. I don't even look at it. Yeah. It's easier as a bartender because we, you know, we're doing so yeah, many just, tickets like, and whatever. Yeah. I just, whatever the tip is, I stuff it in the can. Whatever the credit card receipt is, I just stuff it in the credit card receipt thing. Mm-hmm. And, but you sit there and look at the percentage and figure out how much people are tipping you and get pissed at them for it. No. Don't bitch about it. Don't complain about it. Count your money at the end of the night. Count your money at the end of the week and tell me how you did. Well, there's plenty of people that over tip yep. that compensate for the people and, that don't tip enough or yeah. don't tip at all. And that's what I'm talking about. It just it is what it is. Yeah. And if you're going to let it bother you, then this isn't the industry for you. Now, if you're at a place where 
just about all the regular customers come in and stiff you, you probably want to move on to a different place. And that's your choice. Or if you work in a place where you only get two or three tables because it's like high end or whatever. where you're getting like 70, 80, $100 tabs. Exactly. Sure. And then you get stiffed on that. Like, sure, I can understand that being a little bit upset. But at the end of the day, you go home, you move on, you come back the next day and you get on with your life. Right. And at those high end. It's going to happen. At those high end places that don't have automatic grad, you're. You're taking a chance that just you're, because people have money doesn't mean that they have to give it to you. Right. You're taking a chance that they're going to ring up a big bill and not tip you. Or you're, you're used to those high or end not checks. tip you appropriately. Right. You know, like because yeah. I have l- plenty of people that they run up large bills and they b- really honestly believe that they're tipping me appropriately and they're not. Right, uh, but. It like again. It yeah, is what it is. It doesn't matter. At the five dollars, five dollars for good service, two dollars for bad service. No right. matter what the price of the bill. Some people think that that's the way it goes. They haven't been educated or schooled on it. And you know, you if you're in this industry and you let that get to you, get out of the industry. That's my. I've advice. politely like, said things to people before where I've just been like, you know, just so you know, customarily, like this is what we would do. But you know, only in the instance that it's like. This, I guess, this thing that you we go said. we go back yeah. to the waiting movie where you know he, right. he taps the person on the shoulder and is like, right. hey, I don't man, think that I would normally just say something Never. to someone. Yeah, no, no, I mean, no. I have okay. Well, did you go was, off on somebody first? There time? was one time. Okay, well, I had this group of people come into my bar, and so I worked at like a bar that was like surrounded by a college. Yeah. So they had this huge college party, and they I don't know if you ever heard of it, but have you ever heard of a bear fight? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I love a bear fight. For people that don't know, a bear fight is Ooh, an Irish recipe. car bomb yep. and <laughs> immediately followed by a Jaeger bomb. An okay. Irish car bomb and a Jaeger bomb. A bear fight. It's a bear fight. It's but they also really have nice. other renditions of bear fights. So they sure. have Mexican bear fights, which is the same thing, plus a shot of tequila. They have polar bear fights, which is the same thing, plus you have to chug a uh, one of those Smirnoff ices. Okay? <laughs> Smirnoff ice. Yeah. So imagine so. that I have like this group of 100 guys down there. Okay. They're all drinking bear fights so, of some kind. And it's 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 kind of complicated to not, make all that stuff. Oh yeah, it you is know, not like cheap you're either. Doing these shots. And yeah. Irish but, car bomb is like eight fifty. Right. You know, so you're not like just a, talking about five dollar shots all the time. And then night. we did like the Jaeger bombs and stuff, they were three for ten. So it's like, okay, cool, you can get three of them for ten dollars, whatever. So I would like try and get them the best deal that they could get. At the end of this night, this guy had like a seven hundred dollar tab with me because he was paying for everyone. Oh he left me zero point zero zero under tip and then asked me for my phone number you've got to be fucking kidding me and i basically just went off on this guy i was like fuck you like you think i'm working right. all night exactly and then i'm gonna go home with you and then, or i'm gonna call you and be like hey like let's go out to dinner so you can do this to someone nerve. else and i have to watch it happen he like, put it on his credit yeah. card and oh yeah and, and i'm sure it was mommy and daddy's I'm sure it was mommy and, and daddy's, and but didn't, think, didn't didn't tip me anything. But sat there for a solid twenty minutes trying to get my phone number from me. That's like no. Some I people don't. need to be stabbed in the face. <laughs> right. So I mean, I've said something to someone before. <laughs> that's a that's an instance where I'd very say, few and yeah, far between. I would say that that's a a perfect instance. You've got to know that after a big bill like don't that, be a you're dick. supposed to tip somebody. Don't Come be a fucking dick. On man. It's We're like, doing this for our health. We're yeah. doing this to hopefully get your phone number. As my friend no. Becky says, compliments don't pay my bills. Right. I can't call DTE and be like, hey, can no, you wait a minute? I've got 
to pay you and thank yous and you're the best bartender ever. Right. But again, you know? for, for the most part, each individual person, even if they run, you know, even if it's four people and they run up a hundred dollar bill and they don't tip me anything, I'm not looking at it. No. I, I just don't care anymore. I've gotten to the point in my career where I'm like, I'm not going to let it bring me down. I'm never going to care about it. Like, I kind of just let it roll off my back yep, now. Did I make enough money tonight? Cool. What so-and-so tipped me or what so-and-so didn't, like it's best to just put it out of sight and out of mind. Exactly. Stuff that receipt in your in your pocket if you're a server, put it in your book and don't look at it. It's harder when you're a server, you know, because you, cause you're immediately looking. You have to count the cash to make sure that they gave you enough. Yeah. And then you know exactly how much they tipped you and stuff like that. It's a, lot, it's a little bit more frustrating to be a server or a cocktail server. Yeah, where you're bar. actually seeing every single tip as it comes yeah. in it's rather a, than if you're bartending. You're where just it's like you just kind it off the yep. bar and throw it in the can. Yeah. And sometimes – so I was trained to never look at a tip because it's rude to look at a tip first. Yep. Yep. Okay. But then other places they've been like always look at the tip because if somebody tips you really well and then you don't react to it that's rude too like I, you should come over and like touch their hand and say thank you very much or shake their hand whatever it is and i'm just like i just don't yeah personally i don't look quit embarrassing i me. don't look. you're embarrassing me of course i tipped you good you're a great bartender right. quit embarrassing <laughs> me ah you're embarrassing me you know that that's what i feel about that people with a lot of money they don't want you to make a big deal about the fact that like they tipped you really yeah. good that's what i found if i yeah like yeah i tipped you really good like don't make a giant scene out of it. Yeah, no. I Forget mean, about it. I tip okay. really well too, and me I don't too. expect somebody to thank come you over, walk back over to me and be like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" Right. Like that makes me feel awkward. Exactly, and so I don't do that to other people. That's, I'm the same way. I, I say thank you so much to everybody. You know, exactly. Thank you. Thank I do you. the same thing. Appreciate it every single time. Like thank I appreciate you, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Exactly. You. Like every little bit something. helps. That's the way I act about it. Mm-hmm. Every little bit helps. Even if it's a penny, I don't care. Yep. I still am going to take that tip. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the bartenders who grab 50 cents off the bar and they're like, thanks. That's, that's not cool, right. man. It's not a good look. No. no. It makes us all kind of look bad. Yeah. Like we're all kind of assholes. And we're not. It's just a perception thing. It is just a perception thing. Yeah. Some of us are assholes, though. <laughs> I, I try not to be, but I, try I not might to be, be a little bit of an we asshole We all sometimes. do. Everybody gets their days. But we've all worked with those folks that are, you know, they just can't get past it. They're like, ugh, grumble about this. Ugh, grumble about that. Grumble, yeah. grumble, grumble. They show up and they're like, oh, it's going to be dead Already tonight. in a bad mood. Yeah. yeah ex- it's going to be dead tonight. And I hate when people do oh, that. It's going to be dead. It's going to be dead. Oh, I'm like, know? you are putting bad juju on me right now. <laughs> You're making – it's going to be dead because you keep saying it's going to be dead. I'd rather it be super slammed. I always like to tell them joke you know yeah i do i like to try and turn that frown upside and even down if right it away is dead, take yeah. that time to connect with one of your customers yeah. take that time to actually build a relationship and see what you can get out of that or with your coworkers. you know like hey, okay so it's gonna be dead so tell me about yourself what's yeah. going on Let me, you know like tell, let's, me, tell about me a story your life. yeah what's what happened today I you know, know. <laughs> <laughs> taking the beer cooler and jerk you off make you feel better <laughs> That always gets a laugh out of people. Do you know? Well, not everybody, but it, it got a laugh, laugh out, out of me. You. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, lighten lighten the mood. Like you know, smile. have it's fun while you're at work. Hard job, man. Have fun. We all know that it's a hard job. We, we get know. It. Don't make it harder. People can be shitty, but you can't be shitty to each other. You have to be the light in the room and just be like, "It's okay. We're gonna get through it together." At the end of the day, one of the girls I used to work with, her name was Liz. I fucking love her. When it was super slammed and we would be at this point where it's like, you know, we're looking at each other like, holy shit, what the fuck? She would always just say, two o'clock is coming. Yep. 
it's going to be two o'clock at some point. Exactly. So we're gonna get through it. Yeah. You know, just remember it's coming. Right. Did you and die? You're not yeah, gonna you're die. Yeah, you're not tonight. gonna die. Gonna Nothing fine. is gonna be so terrible that we can't handle it. So sometimes you get so backed up and you get so many people waiting at your bar, but you just have to Put on the face through it. and get through it, yep. you know? Here's one that I love. When when the, the crowd starts getting into that frenzy, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like oh, it's, yeah. it's packed. It's five deep. People are pushing and shoving for like spaces at the bar and you're feeling like that tension, those eyes burning into the side of your head. Uh, so I swear to God, I'll do People this sometimes. Snapping. I swear to God, sometimes I'll do this. And yeah, if they start getting into that <laughs> frenzy where like they're all freaking out, I'm like, I, I just kind of throw up my hands for a second. I'm like, everybody is going to get drunk tonight. Oh, I yeah. promise you. I'm like, guys, work with us here. We're humans too. I do the same like, thing. I will on, stop and be like, I love. see yeah. you. I know I see you are all there. Of you, and I got you next I'm, and you next yep, and you I'm next. I'm working my way from this yeah. side to this side. Have your drinks ready to Cl- order when I get to you. Clambering. Stop waving your hands. Yeah, clambering like snapping. this is not going to yeah. – Sometimes you got to – You just got to shout it out yep. to them. And then you can just I see – see all of you. You can see it's like it's like a wave. It kind of rolls back. They down. It works. I'm telling you, if you're ever in that situation, bartenders, where it's just like it's getting to be too much, like break that tension. This is yep. get get control back. Yep. Take that control this back. This is your say something house. loud enough your for house. everybody to hear you, but be like, guys. You are in control. Step back. Yep. Be like, I see every single one of you. You will yep. get served. Have your drink order that. ready when I get to you. I'm starting over here and I'm ending over there yep. and then moving my way back again. I'm gonna just you go know, back I'm and going forth. in a wave. I've told so. I've I've done that before and it works like a charm and you know hey then you get back you better roll up your sleeves and start working again <laughs> you know so like all right get you, in that ice you said it buddy <laughs> let's make you do it oh my god so listen we want you guys to all throw out your bar stories to us tell us about those crazy nights where your feet were aching because you didn't buy the right goddamn shoes <laughs> tell us about those times when the people were going nuts and people were freaking out tell us about a bar fight that you saw where like everybody was going crazy and bottles were flying and glass was smashing funniest scariest weirdest we love it all anything we want to hear your stories I want to hear about it I want to hear about what kind of weird tips you've gotten we're, we're we're all bar family here. If you've worked in the industry for as long as we have, you're family to us. Whether it's your first week or your 10th year, it doesn't matter. We want to hear your funny stories. We want to hear great stories. We sympathize with you. We love you. And uh, we hope uh, you come back and listen to us again next week. We do love you guys. Cheers. <laughs>